we're going to go into a message. Angela has already alluded to it. We're crossing over. Amen. We're crossing over to the land of expansion and of great gain. We're crossing over from the land of want into a land of abundance. We're crossing over to the land of expansion and of great gain. With God, there is always a crossing over. What that means is you are living where you are to the place where God wants you to be. You're living where you are to the place God wants you to be. We have to understand that. With the Israelites, they had to cross the Red Sea. They had to cross River Jordan to the land, to the place where God wants them to be. It's usually a place where God's going to meet all of your needs. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. You are in a place right now, it may be a good place, you're enjoying yourself, but God has a better place for you. And there is a crossing over to be made. God wants you to cross over. When the Israelites went, they knew where they were going. They knew about the promised land. And they were following God. Question to you today, do you know where God wants you to be? Do you have an idea of where God's taking you? Do you know? Because Jesus says something very important. He said, I know where I'm coming from and I know where I'm going. Maybe you know where you are right now, but do you know where you're going? Do you know where God wants you to be in 2015? Do you really know? Because if you don't know, you never get there. God wants you to know. How many want to know how to know? Can I see your hand up? How do I know where God wants me to be? How do I know? Let me let you know this. God will only walk through for the righteous. He will only walk through your desire. No desire, no promised land. We're going nowhere. You're satisfied with where you are today if in every area of your life. If you're satisfied, God's not going to bother with you. You are already in your promised land. But if you're looking for something better, then there is a place where God wants you to go. You are not yet where God wants you to be. If there is still a desire for something better in life, in whatever area of life, if there is a desire there for something better, then you are not where God wants you to be. And God put that there because He wants to get you to your promised land. In Proverbs chapter 10 verse 24, the Bible says, The fear of the wicked will come upon him. And the desire of the righteous will be granted. Can I say that again? The desire of the righteous will be granted. Can I say that again? The desire of the righteous will be granted. What do you desire? You got no desire. God will leave you alone. There's nothing to grant. 
I want you to have a God-sized desire. Not a man-sized desire. If it's a man-sized desire, you handle it yourself. But if it's a God-sized desire, then it takes God and God alone to launch you into your place. Your promised land. So your desire must be God-sized. You know, God's looking to fulfill so many dreams in your life. If you don't have a dream, you're already dead. You have to have a dream to be alive. You get to desire something better, especially if you are a child of God. God's been waiting to grant you your heart's desire. He's been looking for that. He said the fear of the wicked man will come upon him. That's why we are not the wicked, so we shouldn't fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We have no reason to be afraid. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Only believe. Only believe. God wants to fulfill your heart's desire. If, you, if it's going to be good to you, that's good for God. He wants to deliver it to you. But He wants you to have that desire. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that's at work in us. There is a power that's at work in the righteous. You may not feel it, but it's at work. He said, work is what you can imagine. Now, and he said, praise unto God. Now unto him who is able to do, so God is able to do above. If you can think it, God said, I can beat that one. You can imagine it, well, that's too little. I can go over that. Above all, you can think. You can ask or think. We think faster than we can ask. Amen. God says, imagine it. And I'll do better than that. But if you cannot imagine it, you'll never get into it. you got to be able to imagine it. God says, according to the power that is at work in us, the, work, the power is already there for you to get you into what you are imagining. And what you are thinking and what you are asking from God is already in you. He tells us that. So God wants to bless you according to the power that's at work in you. To Him be glory. To Him be glory. So when God's blessing you and meeting what you think or imagine, He gets glory. Many of us have been robbing God of His glory because we are not willing to think or ask so that He can fulfill those things in our lives. So God is blessed when we are blessed. His glory. To Him be glory in the church. By Christ Jesus. To what? To all generations. That's your generation. Every family, I said last week, must be blessed in Abraham. Every, to all generations. God wants to get glory in your blessings. 
when He blesses you and the people see what God's doing in your life, then they give glory to your Heavenly Father when they see the good works in your life. So to Him be glory in the church. Not outside the church. In the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. But how did it start? To Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask. God says, is that all you're asking? You don't have anything more? What's going on with you? Can't you come up with more? Many of times we're thinking, well, God answered my prayer. God says, that's not the problem. The problem is your asking. It's not whether God's going to answer. The problem is your asking. He is able to do above all that you ask. Or even imagine. Think. Some translation will give, render that. Imagine. So, God says in His Word, and this is for me in Job chapter 22 verse 28. He says, you will also declare a thing or decree a thing, and it shall be established. So light will shine on your ways. You decree a thing, and it will be established, so that light will shine on your ways. What have you been decreeing? What have you been declaring? God says you declare it. Whatever you bind on earth, is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, He's loosed in heaven. These are not just words. These are serious words. These are divine words that God himself wants to fulfill. I'm a servant of God. And I can declare things. And they will come to pass. I believe that with all of my heart. I don't like fear. I hate fear. But I'm tempted all the time to fear because things come. And you're tempted. I hate it. Because I always would declare against that thing. God did not give me the spirit of fear. You're trying to make me fear your spirit. And I got power over you. And I'm telling you, I have no reason to be afraid. I got God on my side. And because I'm a servant of God, whatever I decree is going to come to pass. I just need you to agree with me. Hello? Shall I beg you to agree with me this morning? Stand up with me. We're going to be agreeing this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are going to agree with me this morning? <coughs> you believe God? God's going to do that for us today. God's going to do that for us. Let me say to you, 2015 will be the best year you've ever had. Can I hear an amen? Say it with me. So shall it be. We're going to be preaching together today. Amen. 2015 will be the best year that you've ever had. So shall it be. Do you believe it? You don't say it like you really mean it. But I'm telling you, if there is a God in heaven, and there is a God in heaven... He says, if two shall agree concerning anything, 
God's going to do it. You need to believe with me because this is going to be an unusual year for the Ark Fellowship. Amen. You will experience the best year of your life in 2015. Can I hear an amen? Amen. This 2015 will be a year of expansion and great gain for your life in Jesus' name. So shall it be. The Lord will cause you to expand in every area of life. So shall it be. In your finances. In your marriage, your children, your death, so shall it be in your body. You will be so healthy in 2015, you won't know what to do with yourself. So shall it be. Amen. My voice cracking. Don't say so shall it be. That would be bad. (laughs) You will be above and never beneath. You will be head and not tail. You will fear nothing in 2015. Amen? No more struggling. No more addictions. Your spiritual life will be the best that it's ever been in 2015. So shall it be. Amen. You've done well. Give yourself a hand. And you can sit down now. Amen. Amen. God's going to do that for us. It says in the scripture, the Lord will open to you his good treasure. God's going to do that for you in 2015. Not just his treasure. His good treasure. God will. In 2015. The heavens. To give the rain to your land. Your land is whatever whatever you're doing. Your business. Whatever is important to you. Whatever will make life better for you. In 2015... The words of Jesus will be fulfilled in your life. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That will be fulfilled in your life in 2015. It will send rain in its season. The rain will be there. If you need the finances, it will be there in its season. Whatever you need, it will be there it will be there in the season. If you need help, it will be there in the season. God will allow His rain upon your life in the season. And the Lord will bless all the works of your hand. Whatever you set your hand to do, the Lord will bless. You shall lend to many. But you shall not borrow. A lot of people will hear that as is, Pastor, I don't think you understand my situation. I don't want to understand your situation. I just want to understand what the Word of God says. Do you believe there is a God? Yes. 
God can do it. God can do it. You may be so steeped in death, death, and you're thinking, there is no way out. I'm telling you, God can do it. Lift your head up. That's, what we're, that's why we're in His presence. We don't come in here. This is not a social gathering. God's here with us. And I need you to believe Him. No matter what the problem is, God's going to solve it this year. Can I hear an amen? And I'm telling you, God's going to solve it. It will begin today. Angels are being dispatched right now. I'm not preaching, I'm declaring. Angels are being dispatched right now to take care of your problem. I just need you to agree with me. Whatever is bothering you, Jesus came to give you freedom and deliverance. He shed his blood on the cross so that you can have freedom. And if there is any torment that's coming to your life and to your family, he didn't come from him. And today, that problem must surrender to you in Jesus' name. That problem will bow to you today in the name of Jesus. You are going to your promised land. It's time to cross over. We are going over to our promised land. The Ark Fellowship is going to be an unusual year. I have no reason to be concerned. It's going to be an unusual year. God's going to bring so many people to us. As He has promised me, God's going to bring both on the unsaved and those that will work for us. They are coming to do work here at the Ark Fellowship. There are three things that I want you to have for the manifestation of God's promises on your life in 2015. First thing is strong desire for expansion in whatever area of life. You see, God will never walk outside your desire. You have to desire it. Sometimes God will put you in a place where it's so difficult you have no other way out but to desire it. Because He wants you to desire it. In Genesis chapter 15 verse 5, God actually took Abraham out after promising Abraham the years are gone and nothing was happening and Abraham was getting discouraged. God brought him out and said, Now look up into the heavens. And I want you to number the stars. And Abraham went, one, two, three, four, five. And he said, God, I'm telling you, there's no way I can number of those stuff. He has too much. No man can do that. And God said, that's the point exactly. That's the number of your kids. See, those are the faces of your kids. God didn't say that. That's gospel according to good luck, okay? But, but that's what he saw. And from that day, he couldn't get rid of it. And the Bible says, Abraham believed God. The next verse, Abraham believed God and God counted it for righteousness. What does that mean? That was the beginning of the miracle. That was the beginning. Abraham could now see it. And he desired it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. If you can see it in your desire... If you can see you walking in it, God's going to give it to you. So God made Abraham to see it. And he saw it. And he says, Abraham believed God. And from that day, the miracle started. The man was already old, but God was beginning to change the situation in his body. 
So you got a desire. You got to desire your promised land. Don't say it's too big, it's too difficult. Don't go back to the past. Stay with what God has promised you. You know what you want. You know the desire God's given to you. Stay with it and have a burning desire for it. Abraham told God, I need a son. Even though God has promised him, he was crying out to God for a son. You got to desire it. You have to desire it. Let me say this. If you are making a hundred dollars, just hundreds of dollars, uh, start desiring to make thousands. Can we we go up a little bit? Not hundreds anymore. Let's start talking about thousands. You say, Pastor, (laughs) I have to have a good job. God doesn't need a good job to do that for you. He can do it. He can give you one single idea. And you can stay at home and money will come to visit with you. Oh yes. Just one single idea. And you'll be wondering, how come nobody thought about this? You put it out and you sit at home and money comes to visit with you. And you you say, you're welcome. God can do it. So if you're making hundreds, desire, have a burning desire, I need to make something more. Go for a thousand. Thousands of dollars. If you are in the thousands, go for the ten thousands. Money is not evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. But God can do it. You know what? When God begins to meet those needs, you know for sure God's at work in my life. Amen? And your family will see it. They know, wow, what's going on here? And he gets glory. And they want to go to church with you now. Amen. Because God's doing a work in your life. If you're making tens of thousands, well, we'll look for the hundreds of thousands. And desire it. If you're making hundreds of thousands, well, go for millions. Why not? Just don't let the money have you. You have the money. But you have to desire it. You have to be able to think it. You have to see the promised land. You have to send spies to view the promised land. And then have the faith that we can take it. That's the way God works. If you can see it, you can have it. He told Abraham, walk all over the land. And everywhere the soles of your feet tread, I'll give you for inheritance. You know how we walk all over the land? In your mind. In your mind. He's the same God. You see yourself in that, t- in that place where God's planted you. He's removed you from the promised land. You've crossed the Red Sea. Now you can see it in your mind. That's what the scripture says. So you can be in it. If you can't see it, you cannot have it. If you can walk all over it before you possess it, you'll never possess it. That's the way God works his way. So you got to desire a strong desire. A strong desire. Secondly, I'm going to take my time to, today. Let me share the scripture with you. What God says, Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Who is to do the enlarging? You. 
You do the enlarging of the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. In other words, you spread it out in your mind. God's going to do this for me. And until you are able to do that, God cannot do anything about it. But God's telling you, I want you to stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Then he tells you why. For, because you shall expand. The ark fellowship is about to expand. Can I hear an amen? You shall expand to the right and to the left. And your children will inherit the nations. That's what we're doing. We're reaching out to the nations. Amen. We're reaching out to the nations. But via television, we're reaching out. We will inherit the nations. Amen. So we got to do that. Secondly, refuse to accept discouragement. I've seen Christians many times. I see them. They start something... Notice, notice this. When God gives you an idea, it comes naturally. It seems as if you're thinking. An idea, a vision, a dream. When God gives you those things, he, those things come with excitement. I mean, you have been there. When God shows you something new that He wants you to do, you think you're the one thinking it. But no, He created you and He put those desires there. That's why if you're a righteous person, he will fulfill that desire in your heart. But along with that, the devil knows if you stay in that level of excitement, there is nothing he can do about it. So what it does is it throws in problems to get you not to be as excited about it. And God allows it. You know why? Because while the devil thinks he's hindering you, God is using him to create the path for you to the fulfillment. He did that with Joseph. But what I see with Christians, they start something, they talk about it, they are excited about it, they shout about it, and then before long, when difficulties come, they quit. Winners never quit. And quitters never win. That's just the truth. They quit, they get discouraged. When everything is not working the way they expect it to work, they quit. They give up the dream. But when God's giving you a dream, He's going to fulfill it. Don't let it go. 2015 is going to be the best year of your life. Can I hear an amen? Now, nah, there are going to be kings. Don't quit. And say, well, the pastor said that, but I'm not experiencing. But that's, you already said it. That's your portion there. We can't say those things. He who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom, Jesus said. So you start today and decide, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to stay with it. I hear Christians, they start a business, and as soon as difficulties come, they quit. We've seen that in our home, you know, with Angela, in, in our business. Things happen. And some of the things is like, this is it. You know, we've had that so many times. But what I've noticed, as, as we come together, usually when she tells me, 
you know, I'm, I hate this room back there. And I'm talking to him. And usually I try to encourage Angela, don't worry about it. This, is, this, is, this door closed because we have a bigger door. And it's always been that way. Always. There's never one time. God's always provided. I'm not going to get worried. So my, my first fear, my first attack is to deal with the fear. The same thing with the art fellowship. It's, it's, it's like you're practicing. We have issues here. The things about what's going to happen with the church. If it hits me and it's hard, I go talk to him. And sometimes he gives me a word and I'm happy. The problem is still there, but the problem is always solved. I'm telling you, God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. That thing in your heart, that desire in your heart, He gave that to you. As long as you don't abandon that desire, He'll never abandon you. And He will see that it is fulfilled. So don't let discouragement get in the way. Let me say this to you. With everything that God gives to you, a vision is called, there's something that's called the birth of the vision, then the death of the vision, and then the resurrection of the vision. It's always like that. As long as you don't give up too early in your mind. It happened to Joseph. It happened to Abraham. Let me start with Abraham. He started with Abraham. God gave him all these promises. Part of it was fulfilled. But the main one seemed as if he was gone. A, a time came when God said, I will bless you through Sarah. Abraham laughed and said, please bless Ishmael. I mean, don't take it that far. And God said, no, no. And God spoke to him and says, yeah, I'll bless Ishmael. But I'm telling you, Sarah is going to have a baby. And Abraham the, the, the vision was rebirthed in his heart. He had no questions anymore. Joseph had his own. God gave him dreams. And then he found himself a slave. As if he was all gone. That was the path. And from being a slave in a home where he was having fun, things seemed to be looking up Right into prison. And from prison, right from prison to being prime minister. There was the birth of the dream. And suppose, suppose death of the dream. And then that thing was resurrected. David had the same thing. He was uh, crowned to, I mean, anointed to be king. Before long he was running all over the place. You think everything was looking well for him. After he killed Goliath. Every, the women were singing. David has killed his 10,000 asses that only the throne. No, it didn't happen. For years it was running. Seemed like the death. Moses also came up. Wanting to be the deliverer for Israel. And he went out to try it. He found himself in the wilderness. And God had to reawaken the dream in him. That he had while he was in Pharaoh's house. As the deliverer. That was Moses' dream. He knew he was the deliverer. When he was a boy. He knew that. And he was trying to do it in his own strength. He lost it. And God had to reawaken the dream. Go back to what I called you to do. I created you for that. God did that for him. Peter has a dream. You know Peter? 
He wanted to be one of the leaders. He lost it after he denied Jesus. Remember that? He was hopeless. But Jesus came back from the grave. And reawakened those dreams in him. For it to be fulfilled. One of the greatest prophets that's lived. Peter. I know many people don't think he's a prophet. But he was a prophet. Serious prophet. But even with the Lord Jesus himself. Seeming death. He went around raising the dead. And all of that. I know we don't think about it. But when he died. Those that were with him thought. Oh my goodness. All of that. A waste. That's what they thought. Until the third day. Amen. Until the third day. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your dream. Even if it seems as if he's dead. I'm saying to you, 2015, there's going to be a resurrection. Amen. There's going to be a resurrection. There's going to be a resurrection in your dream. For your marriage, a resurrection. For your children, they have troubles. There's going to be a resurrection. Whatever it is that you need from God, if it seems dead, God's about to breathe life into it. But you got to believe with me today. You got to believe with me today. I'm saying no more. Just this coming year. If you are sickly, get ready to stay throughout the year well. There was a time in our church where I declared nobody's permitted to, be, to die in this church for what the whole year. And God did that for us. Because the two previous years we had death. One, almost the same month. I whispered to Angela after the second death, the same month. I said, Angela, did you realize we always have somebody die in our church this time of the year, the same month? And Angela said, you better not speak that word. <laughs> she warned me sternly not to ever say it to anybody. But so I declared to the church, we're not going to have that. And I was waiting for the following month, that same month, the following year, to see what the enemy would do. He couldn't do it. Amen. Because we decreed it. Amen. Today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of restoration for you. And God's going to do it. Amen. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. What do you desire? Is there one thing that you want God to do for you? That if God does this one thing for you, for, us, for some of us, I just want to get so close to God, I seem to have trouble. That's one thing that's going to launch you into your promised land. Stay with it. Don't go with what the other person is wanting. You're unique. But what is that one thing that you want God to do for you? I want to be in agreement with you today. Because the Bible says, if two shall agree on the earth concerning anything that they shall ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Jesus said, it will be done. It will be done. It will be done on the earth by my Father in heaven. And I believe Jesus that he's not a liar. That he spoke the truth to us. And he actually said, truly I say to you, it will be done. What is that thing that you need from God today? And I'm saying to you, 
for this next year for you to enjoy because he came to give us life and to give us more abundantly it's not just life life no for you to enjoy life health a good family a land flowing with milk and honey that means when you get to that line things will be better things will be more beautiful that's what it is and that's the God we serve that's why we're here in his presence today you know he's here with us this morning do you know he's listening to everything we're saying this morning do you believe he can do that for you today if you don't believe you dishonor him because this is just a man but I'm speaking his words to you today and you know he's listening he watches over his word to fulfill it to perform it and he's watching you if you will take your step of faith and step out of the boat don't go testing the water okay to see if you hold your weight yeah. step out and begin to believe God amen Stand up with me today. Stand up with me today. There's a young man here that God's been speaking to and is, you're struggling with him. He has something for you to do that is going to make your life great. Why don't you listen to him? I don't know who you are, but you know who you are. He's calling you. And you need to listen to him. Don't know what he's wanting from you, but listen to him. You can speak to me after the service. You may think you don't have what it takes. But he doesn't want you to have what it takes. He has all it takes. And he'll give, deliver that to you. Amen. All heads bow this morning. One of the things that God wants for us is commitment to Him. There is a mystery in godliness. There is a mystery in godliness. First Timothy 3 verse 16, it says, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Godliness has a mystery to it. What I want you to do, and I can give you scriptures on that, exercise yourself in godliness this coming year. Because the Bible says it has great gain. You need manifestation. Exercise yourself in godliness. Now godliness is different from righteousness. Godliness means your prayer life. Godliness means your Bible reading. Godliness means church attendance. Your devotion. Godliness means your giving to God's work and to help others around the world. That's godliness. The Bible says godliness and contentment is great gain. You will gain this year. If everyone in our church will agree to exercise ourselves, 
Let me read this scripture. It says, But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself towards godliness. That's 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. Exercise yourself towards godliness. Bodily exercise, it says, profits little. But godliness is profitable in all things. So that's what we want to do. Make sure you draw close to God today. But what is that one thing that you want God to do for you? Now, don't beat yourself. There's somebody here that's saying, I don't even know if God would do that for me. I've never lived, I've not lived my life right for Him. Well, all you need to do is tell God, I'm sorry. Would you help me to draw closer to you? And He will still answer that need, okay? There was a thief on the cross. That was his only last chance. And all he said was, remember me. And instantly, Jesus replied back to him, today you will be with me. You're still alive today. He's the same Jesus. All you have to do is call on him and say, God, I need help in this area. Would you help me? He will. Lift your hands up today. First, commit yourself to him. That's what I want everybody to do. Everyone, the Bible says, Amen. Lift up holy hands before God without fear or doubting. Don't be afraid. God said to do that. I don't know why He said to lift my hands up to Him, but He said to do that. So I'm doing it, and you do it in faith. Because I'm calling the power of the Holy Spirit over your life right now. To answer your heart's desire. For some of you, He's doing it right now. God's doing it. I'm telling you, the Lord's doing it right now. All you have to do is say, say with me, God, I commit my whole life to you today. I'll live for you. I'll share the gospel. I'll tell others about Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's important. The more you tell, the more he tells of you in heaven, the more powerful you feel. Amen. Lord, I pray that you grant the desires. I declare, just as I've declared today, and I've decreed in your name, I believe, O oh God, that it's been established. And I, my eyes will see it. In 2015, my eyes will see it. I will see you bless your people so much. Lord, the testimonies are in abundance because you are blessing your people. Lord, they can't even believe what's happening to them. Lord, the heavens are being opened right now in the name of Jesus by the power of your Holy Spirit. And every problem, every obstacle being kicked out of the lives of your people today so that they can experience great freedom in our God. Every family, that's your word, every family on the earth shall be blessed. And I declare today, every family in the Ark Fellowship is blessed. Every family in the Ark Fellowship is blessed. Every family in the Ark Fellowship is blessed with health. Every family in the Ark Fellowship is blessed with finances. In the name of Jesus, every family, every boy, every girl in the Ark Fellowship, God, your hands are over us. 
with great blessings. Lord, we will expand to the right and to the left. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say with me, I'm entering into my promised land. Right now. Say it again. I'm entering into my promised land. Right now. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. If God be for us, who can be against us? And God's for you. God's for you. Because Jesus died for you. God's on your side. No matter what you've done in the past, God's on your side. And God will take care of you. His hands are over you. Your name has been written on the palm of His arm. And He loves you dearly. He loves you dearly. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Lord, we feel your presence here today.